That was a very good recorder yeah. impression. Thank you. <laughs> those are a crime against humanity. They the really are. Anybody, I hate them so much. <laughs> the fact that anybody gives those to school children is just like... Yeah, like, why? It's the worst sounding <laughs> instrument. Why are you giving it to kids? So, and usually you get into, like, middle school, so... Yeah. Have you ever have you ever heard of a real one? Like, like... Like, that's a, that is an instrument that exists outside of being given to middle schoolers. Yeah, it was a medieval instrument that they uh, found out how to mass produce, and then yeah. they did, and then Ew. made a deal with apparently every single elementary school in the country. <laughs> I guess, I don't know if it's classical or if it's made out of something different than the plastic, but, like, I heard, so, like, a professional play, like, a professional mm. record, recorder <laughs> it player. It was just as bad. <laughs> no, it was it was a very pleasant sound. Like, I, I, I had a hard time believing that it, the instruments had anything to do with each other. Did it sound like it was, a flute? <laughs> It was kind of in between a clarinet and a flute. Um, yeah, so they don't have um, the flute. Uh, the reason that we don't have recorders today is because the the modern flute exists. Like once that was invented, everybody was like, "Fuck this recorder! Like we're going <laughs> to the flute." Um, but uh, it doesn't have a a reed like a clarinet right. does. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it's tonally it's closer to a clarinet than the modern flute. So yeah. um, <clears throat> when I was little, I went to a like holistic school. Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to unpack uh, that after, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. No, it's Waldorf. Called, it's called yeah, it's called the Waldorf School. Uh, look that shit up if you want to know where some of these uh, issues that I have as an adult come from. Uh oh, it sounds pretty <laughs> fancy though. <laughs> but they gave us um, as kids like these hand carved recorders. They were made out of like cherry wood. And yeah, I'm learning new information about my husband right now. <laughs> Did you wear a uniform, John? No, there were no uniforms. There were also no grades. Were there clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to gauge like where on the spectrum this school is. Yes, there were clothes. Uh, yeah, there I were hope clothes. So anyways, um, yeah, I was like, do you know that? I don't know because I was not I was not in Colorado at the time. So mm. our, uh, like, our class trips would be to, like, farms, and then we would go, like, milk the goats and the cows. That sounds kind of awesome, actually. Um, it was. I really, I thought I understood what this school was like, but now I have no idea. Yeah, it's sort of <laughs> we t- we took constantly this... evading expectations. Right. That's sort, of, that's sort of correct, yes. We did this thing called Eurythmy. Do you guys know what Eurythmy is? No. It sounds like a heart problem. Ah, uh, I know what the Eurythmics are. Yeah, so Eurythm- Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> <laughs> was this in Lexington? This was no. in what? Colorado. I'm trying to look it up. It's, it's I, don't, I don't... Oh, they're all over the place. Yeah, it's not oh, a specific okay. place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Eurythmy is a form of dance where you also, like, do, uh, like, weird sign language of the alphabet. Weird. Yeah, weird sign language? Yeah, like, like, not, 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 not real sign, sign language. language. It's more oh, like good. gestures that represent, like, the form of the letter. I see. What the fuck, John? <laughs> I mean, that's that's how they, some sometimes people teach ballet that, what, like, you shape your body to look like a letter? Mm. Or just your hand. No, it's more. It's more like this, like interpretive dance. Yeah, like you're you're yeah you're doing like an interpretive dance, and as you're moving, you're going like, mm, oh boy, right. and like moving your hands to represent that sound. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
John, would you say this was during early childhood, elementary school, middle this school, was, or high this school? This was all the way through eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. And then John wow. decided to leave to go to public school because even he knew that this that place it was, was social weird. suicide to continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> See, aren't we learning so much more about each other? John, was there a class in Ultimate Frisbee? No. Oh, there is now, apparently. <laughs> ah. We did have an annual um, decathlon, I think it's called. Like, throwing javelins and... I mean, uh, our school cool. had that kind of stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Jared, I don't think they added Ultimate Frisbee to the to curriculum um, until after World War II, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess the fact that I'm even looking at a website doesn't really. It's yeah, that's the problem. You, you got to go look at the old papers. Yeah. Okay. Were there's papers about Waldorf? Well, I mean, like the newspapers. Oh. Yeah. The what? <laughs> the, <art>. <laughs> <laughs> the newspapers. I don't know why an old man would be saying. That. <laughs> Mark, what do we do on this podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, you were introing now? <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. Welcome, everybody, to WTBI, uh, What's the Big Idea? It is a podcast where four relatively smart people talk about relatively dumb things. Uh, we're taking home run swings in the dark about products, inventions, ideas, services that we can workshop here on the podcast, and then eventually uh, make money on the back end when you, listener, uh, go out and do the thing and pay us. That's the most important part. Let's I cannot be, stress that enough. Yeah, you need let, to pay let's us. be clear, too. The, the eventually part is you making your profit. Um, we do expect pretty immediate payment after you take an idea. Yes, as soon as you make your first dollar, we're going to come on in and take that dollar from you <laughs> and then a, yeah. draw up a contract saying for every dollar you make, we... Get expect two. two two more yes, yes. exactly good <laughs> like every... the same same sort we of really figures. incentivizing people to you know <laughs> we're doing all the work are we saying that for not at for all every dollar they make we get two dollars it's gonna be a 66 33 <laughs> oh split. i see okay yeah uh our way <laughs> um yes. yeah so uh oh right we should introduce ourselves uh i'm mark i'm jared I'm John. And I'm Kelsey. All right. Um, what? Should, do we have garbage ideas? Why don't we remind people what the garbage, the garbage fire is for? Right. If you are a new listener or you couldn't infer what the garbage fire is, uh, the garbage fire segment is where we have not so great ideas that we just sort of take out 
to the front lawn and set ablaze uh, because they're not worth our time. Not very much, at least. We're still going to talk about it because we got time to fill, but uh, we're not going to put too much effort into it. Yeah. All right. So the the one garbage fire idea I had this week, I mean, clearly the rest will be gold, um, <laughs> is drone delivery bag lunches for kids at school. Um, so they can't have... <laughs> What? Wait, what's happening? Yeah, what is the for? point of this? Yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. It's for moms, mostly. It's for, like, extremely, like, worn-out moms with kids who, like, can't who keep up with all the bullshit. Who have drone. Oh, no, this is, like, run by Amazon. But the, uh, but the, but the school lunch is too expensive? Right. And so the oh, drone that's right. lunch... Okay, so this goes back to the Waldorf thing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Waldorf didn't have uh, school-provided lunches. Are you um, fucking Jesus kidding Christ. me? No, everybody was supposed to have like an organic lunch from home. Uh, <gasps> I know, I can't even... <laughs> Kelsey, you can fucking sell that sound clip to, to, <laughs> to like fucking... Oh, man. That's so my when, sensibilities. Yeah. So what, what happens when you bring a lunch from home that isn't organic, whatever that means they, to them? Um... So Do they I, slap it out of your mouth. <laughs> you just go fucking hungry. I mean, so there were actually instances of teachers like sending strongly worded uh, letters home about things in particular students' lunches. And are you serious? Yeah. What the hell? Whose decision was this school? This is so disturbing to me. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, like, I don't want to talk dare about you this give anymore. Your son peanut butter and fluff. Yeah. All right, so Jarrett, you got any ideas you want to? Or Mark, uh, you got any ideas? Uh, Boy, you got a lot to cut this week, Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> I think I have, I think I have about thirty-five seconds of usable material, right? Now. <laughs> um, do you think people have hoaxes? Um, what? Do you think like, that existing people have in the world horcruxes that if you destroy them, those people will die? Is that what no, you're asking? I mean, in, in wait, as much wait, as, like, wait. parts of them are, you like... stop, stop? Because <laughs> what part of this is confusing? Five <laughs> seconds ago, I would have thought that Mark would never have seen Harry Potter or read Harry Potter because no, he, he told us told that he, he told us that he... explicitly that I've seen all of the Harry Potters. Yeah, he has. Damn it, I forgot that fact. This is mind-boggling yeah. to me. Continue. Right. Or yeah, Mark so independently came up with the idea of horcruxes. Either <laughs> one. Which is equally like Also equally remarkable. <laughs> equally yeah. probable. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, no, in so much as like people, their essence goes into like objects. Uh-huh. Like throughout their life. Sure, like there's something so important to that person that if it were destroyed that they basically can't go on. I, I mean, not so much the, the destruction aspect, but like parts, I don't know. This is a is dumb it, idea. No. Are, you, are you talking about entirely symbolically or do you mean literally? I don't know. Symbolically, I think yes, very clearly. Literally, okay. I don't, I mean, maybe when you like... I don't know. A key aspect of a horcrux is that you can put it somewhere else, right? Right. You can, like, hide it away. Because otherwise right. your heart is your horcrux. And That's true. It, any vital organ is a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> my kidney. I have seven horcruxes. They're my brain, heart, kidney, <laughs> liver. Yeah. yeah, but that implies that if you kill one of them, you'll still live. 
Yeah, well, you know. I mean, you can get rid of a kidney. Yeah. But you can't really for a get little rid while. of a heart. Or for a, a little while. A little yeah, while. You can get rid of, like, a <laughs> half of your brain and you'd be fine-ish. Ish. <laughs> I have a very open-ended one that I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to revisit. It was one of Kelsey's ideas from a previous episode. Mm-hmm. And maybe it won't go anywhere, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked uh, the idea of um, products for space, since that is uh, su- such a... Our only hope. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. like we, we won't invent anything new here on Earth. So yeah, I I I would also like to do another. I mean, are you are you specifically referring to the Proxima B segment, John? Because I would like to do that. Yeah, I thought maybe that could be a, every once in a while if we could keep that on our minds, like some Proxima B elements. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Um, apparently, the each year on uh, Proxima B is eleven Earth days. Well, we talked on about Proxima that B. last time. We did. Yeah. No. We did a little bit. We can revisit like, it. Well, let's put. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll delve deep into it. So. I think it's also. I think. I think we should simultaneously address the fact that the day is longer than the year, right? Yeah. Is that okay. true? I don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's a ninety. Person. It's a. The it sounded like the estimation was the that year. Yeah, that it sounded like, like a crappy hardcore band name. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like the the estimation was that each day is 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 90 days but each year is only 11 earth days it's almost it sounds like it's almost locked to how the moon is locked to earth you know oh like tidal locked right. uh yes whatever that's called where it revolves and rotates at the same so yeah, that yeah, one yeah. side is so always that, facing the other right right yeah it sounds like it's approaching that oh it is oh it is close so okay here's an interesting fact the day is infinite on Proxima right, yeah, yeah, yeah. B. That's what, that's what, that's what uh, Mark was just saying. Oh, sorry. Oh, is that, is that fact? It is it actually is, locked? Yes. So oh, shit. It's, apparently, like, it's likely anyways. Yeah, it's likely because it's so close to the red dwarf star mm-hmm. that there is a day... I am so excited about this. There's a day side and a night side to the planet. Perfect. <laughs> that is more problematic <laughs> than before. So the thing that we need is very fast transportation from one side to the other. There's also no seasons. <laughs> Wait, why? It's always <laughs> equidistant? On. Because there's no axial tilt. But is it always equidistant from the sun? Is there still an ellipse? Apparently. Or is it a... Wait, is it a Jared, Jared? I understand that that's not where all of the seasons come <laughs> okay, from, but good. it would still yeah, change... It would still change the temperature. No, it doesn't. It the, wouldn't? It could change no. slightly, right? No, actually, the point at which Earth is closest to the sun is our winter. Right, yeah, but... I know, but but yeah. if, if, if there was no tilt, would it not be f- yeah, would it colder just farther away? alone at least change it a little bit? I think it's just the density of the rays incoming. I don't think the distance makes that much of a difference so unless you're talking about like really, really long scale I have, distances. I have a proposal to Uh-oh. fix the all-day problem. Okay. Okay. We are going to blow a piece of Proxima B off before <laughs> we get there. And how is that going to solve anything we are besides going an extinction to, event? We're going to create a moon that orbits Proxima B that's large enough that it block, periodically blocks out the sun. You're going to have to time this explosion and creation of a moon extremely carefully. I didn't say it was going to be easy. <laughs> but being, being like tidal locked is a function of distance and mass, right? So can we just move yeah. it further away or make it... If we blow a chunk off, it'll be less massive. 
yeah, and will it be? We could use still... we could use the explosion to also push it further back. Sure. Yeah, we can push it yeah. further back and blow. But then you're gonna off. get into like you're gonna get out of the habitable zone, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like... true. I think I think we can forego maybe blowing a chunk off or like well, hold attaching on, hold on. Let's not just boosters. throw that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be crazy, Mike. <laughs> not get too hasty here. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Let's continue with the crazy. No, 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 no. So go ahead. So what were you going to say? So if we're going to colonize another planet, uh-huh. like why don't we just... I think over time, not having a day-night cycle might be fine. We might be okay with it. We can adapt. But like, I imagine we can build on the dark side and it's just like a huge metropolis. Like, it's just lights everywhere. It's this huge mega city that uh-huh. is, like, very, um, uh, think Blade Runner, I guess, yeah. is what I'm thinking. Isn't uh, it going to be just horribly cold on that side? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, probably. If you have no sunlight, yeah. I, I think. Uh, is it? Is it only livable on the light side? Um, I, I don't think we have any answers to that. I think it... Yeah. <laughs> is, well, if it's bigger, there must be some geothermal heat we can utilize to sure. make this metropolis a, a thing. But I just really want, like, a huge sci-fi yeah. city. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, real yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah. Same. Yes. I, I like this very much. It could even be a subterranean city. Yeah. Since it's already in the dark, it doesn't matter. But the view is not so as good as if you're on the surface. It's completely dark. No, but you see the stars and all the things around you. Not if there's I mean, light pollution from a yeah, giant city. Yeah, it, it would. This city is so massive, there might not be stars visible. <laughs> <laughs> what if the entire city? I'm, I'm thinking of this as ecosystems, right? So we have the dark side, the light side, and there's going to be a transition zone. Zone. I don't know exactly how sharp that change is going to be. Well, there's going to be multiple transition zones, right? Because you have, like, the ring, like the the widest point of the planet, is going to be much hotter than the poles. I mean, uh, transition zones of light. Like, yeah. Right, so it's, where dark goes to light. Right, so right around the right around the, the middle. It's like eternal the, sunset. Not the equator, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Right, right, right. yeah. Yeah. So we I feel like... We can make a fucking resort. Okay, we have to... The okay. eternal sunset? Yes, we have to come up, we have to have a resort, we have to like get the like a primo piece of land somewhere where it's just the sun is just eternally on the horizon and it's perfect it's bathed in golden light we oh we can sell so many goddamn tickets we'll have trademark trademark tm uh (laughs) registered copyright yes so sorry jared go (laughs) Uh, i was just trying to think of the most habitable part of habitable part of this planet and i feel like it probably will be that transition zone what i'm trying to avoid is a planet where the one side of the planet is like people who are on the good side and one side of the Uh-oh. planet is people who are on the bad Uh-oh. side. <laughs> so. Oh shit. What if instead of like a, a metropolis uh, what if the society only could exist in like that maybe let's say in that narrow ring? Like a 20 mile wide ring around the planet. Right. Yeah that's what I was, I was mm-hmm. thinking. So that's where the city it's like you look at the if you look kind of far away at the planet there is a ring around it which is the yeah. giant city that goes around the entire and then i guess i don't know maybe the the other sides are used for very specific farming or something i don't know one is farming and one is nightclubs 
the two essential economies. <laughs> We're gonna form a society. I want the pillars of it to be farming and nightclubs. And then, so like, main, the primary transportation through the city is a giant monorail that is basically like a mm-hmm. ring around the entire city. So maybe this is I think the that's the best movie we've ever written. This sounds so awesome. I want to live I, there so badly. Mm-hmm. I think that ring might be the first thing we need to construct once get it just for transportation purposes. That is if true. we ever if we want to if we want to colonize Proxima B. Well, okay, right. So the first people to get to Proxima B are the um, the emperor of Proxima B, right? <laughs> well, the first the first person to plant. Why are you a, assuming that there's some ruling society? No, there's not. Uh, the, He's saying definitively. I it, yeah, it's dibs, right? <laughs> uh, I think you have to. I think you have to put a flag in the ground before your emperor. Oh uh, right, yeah, because America owns the moon. Um, Kelsey, have you not noticed all the flags that have been planted in various things around your domicile? <laughs> <laughs> that, like sandwiches. <laughs> Like while Kelsey's eating a sandwich, John puts a wagon. <laughs> You're finished. Like, oh, You're finished with no. that. Yeah. <laughs> I claim this. And we just described British imperialism. Good. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's as, a good uh, product idea, though. British imperialism. No. <laughs> Some kind of small flag that you use to claim dibs on anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the law. Yeah, dibs. <laughs> dibs flag. Oh shit. I'm sorry. We've interrupted Jarrett like five times. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> he says in a voice meeting, yeah, it's definitely the, not the okay. Least okay. No, I voice. just I think I think I I think I don't I don't think I have anything left. Yeah. I, I think we'll come back from space now and, and move on maybe. Let's mix it up and do one of our segments. Do you want to try the uh, taglines? Taglines segment. All right. Do you want to? You should intro taglines. You invented it. All right. Okay. So now let's head to our tagline segment of the podcast, where we start with the tagline and work backwards from there. All right. Cool. What was I gonna say? Oh. Uh, okay. I just. I literally just came up with it, and it doesn't mean anything to me. So whatever. Um, out of the frying pan into your mouth. Um, I mean that's bacon, but it's a great it's a great new ad campaign for bacon. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? You're right. You can't actually do that though because it's so hot. Oh, so this is new bacon. This is instant cool bacon. Like the second you take it out, there's some property of the bacon that makes it instantly for perfect temperature to put it in your mouth. Hold on, wait a minute. What if it's an oil that does that? It does like it doesn't. It heats food, but like not. Oh, yeah. There's thermal buffering happening. But are you so you're saying that that after it gets to a certain temperature, you take it away from the heat source and it cools very quickly? Yeah. Or I guess or, it would have to, yeah. But or it, you fry your thing in whatever oil you want, and then you pour this into the pan, and it doesn't screw with the texture. It just cools everything to the to the right temperature. Hmm. Is that the hottest temperature that you can put in your mouth? I don't know. Do you love eating scalding bacon? Cause no, I mean like it's it's the warmest it can be without it scald. Like, what is the right temperature? How does it know what the right? So temperature you can is? you well you can add more or less yeah, of it right exactly to bring it to warmer or cooler right. So if you wanted it to be room temperature, you just add a lot more of the product. Or if you want it to be you know just below burning, you add only a little bit. <laughs> if you wanted it to be 
I don't know, like three degrees Kelvin, then you add a lot of products. <laughs> <laughs> what if we? What a lot of we... our products are capable of that. It's impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we dream big here at WTVI. We do. What if we just made bacon, or whatever the food is that is low cook, low temperature cook bacon? Like it will be, it will be fully cooked and crispy, but at a much lower a temperature where you can instantly pop it into your mouth. How about how about just high temperature pig? <laughs> what? Sorry, hold on. I think, Wait a minute. I think John just took every word that I said and took the opposite and then just said it. <laughs> Do you want low temperature bacon? How about high temperature pig? Who knows what it means? Who cares? Let's unpack high temperature pig for a minute, shall we? I think we could probably spend the rest of the podcast on high temperature pig. <laughs> Okay, I, I think any of those ideas are good. I do not want to spend more time on this on this particular <laughs> slogan than is necessary. Jared, do you have any you, you like? Um, take the cake. That's a phrase. Mm-hmm. What is it a what is the thing? For some reason the first thing that I thought of was like cake that had handles on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easier like, to eat yeah you can just take a piece like you can just grab it like a fucking oh. beer stein and take oh, a piece of cake hold it's on like... I actually love that if it was like a little pretzel handle for an individual piece of cake and you don't what is need a pretzel a, handle it's a handle made of pretzel yeah <laughs> I, so, so I think so think about this you've got yeah. a cake you uh-huh. cut it into tin slices but instead of using that little knife thing to lift it up and then it falls off or you can't get all the way under it you just take the handle and then you slide it out is that what you're describing yes precisely yeah okay but there's lots of structural hey 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 the pretzel sends out nanites that incorporates itself all through the fabric of the cake it has to build a cage around itself like a pretzel cage so that's sturdy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I we could just... Maybe we make... We make special cakes that are like... Yeah. Wait yes, a minute. Yes, yes, yes. It's Hold a bakery on. that's specialized. Uh, well, no. I guess that, that also is fine. I was thinking of... You know those, like, um... You know those like those grabber things that like are on handles that like sometimes like the have the head of a shark grabbers. or a T Rex, yeah. yeah. And they go like chomp 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 chomp. Um, what if that, but the head was like a cake shape, and so like instead of again doing the serving thing with like that little, the the pie slicer, uh, it just you chomps can... a piece of cake out. <laughs> it ch- it chomps a like a, a pie, like a shape. <laughs> Like a reasonable shape. And then, you right. feed, and then you feed it to yourself out of the mouth of the chopper like a baby bird? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I approve of this idea. The handle's uh, like 20 feet long, so you never have to get up. I, you know, that would honestly be a pretty awesome thing to have at a kid's birthday party. I would have been fucking thrilled with that shit as a kid. Are you yeah, kidding I mean, me? I would have just gone ape shit. I like that a lot. That was, I don't know... Oh, that came from Take the Cake. That was very good. Yes. Cool. What is um a drop in the ocean? Is that a phrase you've heard of? Is that is that British? A uh, drop in a bucket is a like a reasonable American right. facsimile. Um, okay. I mean, it's I immediately think of eye drops for some reason. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Are your eyes an ocean? 
No, but it's, I don't know, like, those, those dumb commercials always, like, try to make some allegory of their product with, like, some freshwater elemental forces, yeah. yeah. Okay, what's the worst part about, and this is a question I want you all to answer, what is the worst part about swimming in the ocean? Sharks. Um, getting adjusted to the temperature? I don't know. Really? Kelp. I don't know. Kelp. I've never encountered <laughs> kelp or sharks. Are you serious? <laughs> kelp is fucking everywhere. It's so annoying. You can't have like a nice clean swim because there's fucking kelp everywhere. Are you talking well, about swimming in the ocean or the process of going to the beach? Swimming in the Both. ocean. I think putting on sunscreen is the most irritating part, actually. About swimming in the ocean? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the worst part. I think Mark is talking specifically about the process of being in the ocean water. Not, not okay, like yeah, I'm going to stick with sharks then. But also okay, the maybe I should have been more specific. The waves are also the worst. You want to swim in a flat ocean? That's the goddamn best part. I assume that's why you go to the ocean instead of actually swimming. If you're actually swimming, if you're just fucking sitting there in the water, then the waves are fine. But if you're swimming, then the waves are fine. How many more hairs are we going to (laughs) swim? About 10 more, okay? Well, I I need to rephrase my original query because things have not gone well. Um, Drowning? Is drowning (laughs) the answer? Undertow. I, I, to quote a dear friend, I don't like this. Um, <laughs> Realizing that you can't swim is the worst part of swimming in the ocean. Jesus Christ. Okay. What is the worst part about enjoying yourself in the waters? Oh, that- God. People are looking? <laughs> well, no, that's the best part because they can't see under the water. <sighs> oh, pee. Okay. Peeing is the best part? (laughs) Yes. Nature is your toilet. (laughs) Hey, there's a tagline. I could not be making a smaller change to the the water. (laughs) I give up. I give up. I concede. You should know better by now, Mark. You can't ask us questions and expect to get normal answers. No no open-ended questions on this show. Yeah. Only leading questions, Mark. <laughs> let me, let me, okay. I'm just going to tell you my point of view because I don't want any of your answers anymore. Ever again. Okay, so I grew up in the Northeast, uh, and the ocean there is not uh, particularly, it, one, it's like kind of cold, but that's fine. Uh, and two, it's it's not clear. It's not like the... Bahamas or whatever or what have uh-huh. you. Sure. Um, so I think a drop in the ocean is a like a dropper where you'll just have to put one drop and then like for um, I don't know like a hundred foot radius. Uh, again, uh-huh. this sounds like a D and D spell, but um, for a hundred <laughs> foot radius, the the water the becomes clear. clear. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. How is that more terrifying? Yeah. Than not knowing what well, was under how, the water. It depends on how far out you go. Because if you don't know, then you don't know. It's left to a mystery. It could be anything. Your your ignorance is bliss. You like Schrodinger swimming. Right. But the okay. instant you know, you can't unsee those things. Jesus. I, I mean, yeah. That's sort of my reaction, too. <laughs> do, do I think, Chelsea, do you go like swimming in like the New York Harbor or something? Like <laughs> It's more of like, um, what is that phobia? Thalassophobia? That assophobia. 
I'm done. It's like a, oh just... no, nope, that's it. That's the podcast. That's done. We're done now. It's a it, fear. Bye. Damn it! Look what you've done. What's it a fear of? Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it's a fear of knowing things that you cannot know. It, no, no, well, no. It's no. fear it's of a, the deep. It's a fear. Yeah, it's a fear of deep waters. Oh. Wait. It, so, so Mark, the problem but, is that you can't. Is is to make the water more clear. I mean, that, that's what you want to do, right? I want to clarify the water so I can see everything in it. Uh huh. Should we kind of think about what it is that makes water not clear, and what you'll be? I don't see why that's an issue. I mean, what if the thing that makes water not clear is like plankton or algae or something that you're killing if you get rid of it and then... Well, what if it's just pushed to the sides, to the edges, <laughs> to the perimeter? It so doesn't this is like kill, a Moses it's a redistribution. All right, yes. so what if it's like an electrophoretic thing? So you like drop down this thing, it... You know, sends out a charge and basically electricity. Yeah, you know, there's nothing in water. Like, they mix really especially well, especially salt water. <laughs> That's the I, yeah. <laughs> I, it's perfect. It's like the perfect buffer already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 You yourself would move uh, <laughs> and <laughs> into a into a grave, into a coma <laughs> at the bottom of the very clear waters. Good, 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 good. good. Yeah, Sorry, go. go. Ahead. No, no, nope. Oh, I was gonna say if nobody else has any more taglines, um, I just wanted to move on to a couple more products. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this because uh, this idea I had. Basically, I got really sick of uh, really gory horror movies, and it was really refreshing when Kelsey was gone one day. I, I went back and watched like. Uh, the Rear Window, which is... I guess that's not horror, that's suspense, but still. The Rear Window? The Rear Window? Yeah, what did I say? No, I, you said The Rear Window. I'm not familiar with that movie at all. Oh, it's a really good Hitchcock. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I started thinking back on like what used to really scare me as a kid. And one of the scariest things that I remember from my childhood was my dad had this suit hanging apparatus and it had kind of, it was like kind of like a coat hanger on top um there was like a bar for pants and then um it all stood together kind of like a little it looked like kind of like a little waiter man it's it's hard to describe but and then on top it had a thing that you could put your wallet in but it was just like a a circular kind of shallow bowl that looked like a just like the most terrifying head of an alien to me for some reason and so I would have these nightmares where I would walk in to be comforted by my parents and this thing would turn at me and just go Jesus Christ um, and that was the scariest like to this day like still raises the hairs on my arms when I think about it I would really like to develop a horror movie where um, it was based not off visceral horror but like trying to tap into those like really fundamental fears of childhood of like you specifically or just general also john i'm super glad that you like went on to describe this object because i thought you were just gonna stop at my dad <laughs> <laughs> jesus no that's way too dark yeah 
Yeah, you're right. That's uncharted territory for us on this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see my face just then, but it was, it was good. sarcastic. Yeah. Yes. So, nah. so this is like psychological horror. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was so basically the reason I told that story was I was wondering if if this was a if this was a very John specific thing or if that was like a more general thing. Like, did you guys ever have like objects that yes. terrified you that came alive? Hmm. Um, no, I mean, not specifically. Um, I, like, my thing was always aliens, uh, and I, I didn't know specifically why uh, up until maybe, like, two years ago, I think. Um, oh, really? Two years ago, yeah. I, I did not, like, explicitly know why. I always thought that, like, aliens would come, like, when I was little, I always uh -huh. thought that aliens would, like, would land in the backyard would like float through the locked door like they could phase shift so like you couldn't lock yeah. yourself away from them uh, and they would take me away um, and I did not like I did not explicitly remember why this fear formed until two years ago when I was uh, binge watching the X-Files on Netflix oh. um, and like an, an episode started and all of a sudden like, it, like the whole thing flashed before my head <laughs> before my, my eyes I remember my mom's room was uh, across from mine, uh -huh. and she had, like, fallen asleep with the TV on and the door opened, and I was probably, like, eight, maybe? And, because, uh, like, the X-Files were on in the early 90s, right? So I was, it would have been yeah, that's right. six. Yeah. yeah, so I was, like, six to eight, somewhere in there, like, the mid-90s. Um, and I remember, like, like, going into my mom's room, like, sitting down and, like, watching the TV, because I didn't have a TV in my room. Uh, and it was that episode. And for any of you who've watched X-Files, it's the episode where, um, and I guess spoilers, uh, it's <laughs> the first it. episode in, like, the series, uh, where, like, Mully, or, yeah, Mully, uh, where Scully gets, uh, abducted. <laughs> uh, and it starts out with, like, this guy in this abandoned house, like, like, experiencing an abduction, and I guess that really fucked me up, because, yep. <laughs> like, yeah, and so, like, I, like we're cut, we cut back to like me as a freaking twenty-eight year old, like yeah. just like cow, like in bed with like the sheets above my head, like trying not to look at what's on the screen because it's fucking post-traumatic stress disorder. Um. So, Mark, I literally had the exact same experience as you. Really? Yes. Where I was a terrible sleeper when I, I mean, I still am. Uh, when I was young, and so I would constantly sneak to the living room to watch TV. Um when my dad was still watching TV and he hated mm -hmm. it because he always liked watching the X-Files, but I'm terrified of everything scary. And so I did this exact same thing as you. I watched an episode where it wasn't that particular episode, but it was an episode where um, they were walking around like a park and then they got eaten by some giant, like underground, like thing monster. But it was like, just they just fell through the ground and they were being like eaten alive. Mm -hmm. Oh Jesus. And that, terrified me of open spaces for a really long time. Oh, I didn't no. want to step on Jesus grass Christ. for a really long How time because I was so terrified that it was going to happen to me. And the worst part is I can't... I, you can't tell your parents either because then they'll know that you're watching TV yep. like you were supposed yeah. to. So it was just... Yep, anyways, yep, yep. I'm sorry. I had to share that because that's too funny that we both had terrifying X-File experiences. So well, now maybe we've hit on something here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is what I was hoping to get to, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, maybe we've hit on like viewing the X Files as maybe this is the new X Files movie. Uh huh. There are a bunch of movies, like psychological horror movies, that deal with like the perspective of things as a child. Um, yeah, those are those are hard. Like I, I'm sure there are some that are done well. I think that's a really hard thing to like reconvey to an adult like that sensation i guess yeah i mean but like if if everyone or if people have had these kinds of experiences then i think you it might be more easily conveyed yeah jared have you had any of these types of experiences that's what i've been trying to think about i don't i can't think of any um i don't remember any like super natural fears did you ever have those dreams uh, where you were paralyzed and couldn't move? Yes. Like something scary was happening. Yeah, I still do that. I still have those. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. I stopped having those. I don't know why. John, wh- the place that I thought this was gonna, you were going to take this, um, uh-huh. or I guess I thought Kelsey might take it there, was that maybe creating psychological horrors, but they're like made for specific like you 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 are a big horror buff you like horror movies but you feel like Ooh. that they're not they're not good enough and then you come to this this service or group or company and they will make a psychological horror like specifically designed for you wow that, yeah. so that's a really good idea it's also to, like thinking about what the result of that would be for me as an adult sign like a million waivers of force yeah exactly because like <laughs> you're gonna get sued that shit would fuck you up might like seriously fuck you up <laughs> i feel like it could either fuck you up or or you maybe both your fears maybe i don't know yeah i feel like it could be very enlightening like even if you're if you know Cathartic, it's not like yeah. yeah yeah like even if it's not overcoming your fears it's like because I, I think the the challenge i don't know much about horror but i feel like the challenge for horror filmmakers is really them understanding the psychological underpinning under underpinnings of what really yeah. bothers people and mm-hmm. then manifesting it but if they make it specifically for you then maybe you can understand like what the real underpinnings are and that could be helpful in some way so it's a mixture of like an escape room company and a therapist yes <laughs> i thought it sounds to me like you're just becoming naive again that's a horrifying proposition. Yes, Wait, you, you are correct. Yeah, I, do, I don't understand why that would be the result of having a bespoke-made uh, psychological horror. No, you were talking about like like going back, like a service that would like erase that. No, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. not erase. I'm just saying, like, so let's say, um, let's say John was tired of the horror movies that exist and he wants a new one made and then the service comes and they interview john and they like follow him around for a couple months and they I mean, like that'll do it I'll, yeah, that's they, all they have I'm, to do <laughs> <laughs> but like that so you get a movie out of that right and then like that's that's I think it it's but an what, experience like a but like, what if you're able to like just hit the reset button and then everything's scary again oh. Oh no no, no 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 no! That is <laughs> that a really good movie or book yeah. idea, though. It's not a good movie or book idea because you're not sympathetic <laughs> to the main character. They're like the like, stupidest not? person in the world. They wanted to make everything scary for them, and then they did, and now like 
they're every stupid college okay, kid in a bad B movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Have you ever watched any horror movies? All oh, the protagonists are stupid. They all split up. They all do dumb things. It drives me crazy. But that's why you don't. I, that, when 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 protagonists are stupid, that stops me from caring. That's why right, horror movies too. are kind of. Uh, usually, I'm not impressed, but some of them are good. So what if we make a horror movie where the protagonists do everything right? Right. And that, I think that's part of like the psychological one. is not. It's not that they do everything right. It's they do everything you would do, right? right. Mm. So when yeah. you say don't go in there, and then they're like, okay, I'm not going to go upstairs. I'm going to leave the fucking house. And then something way worse happens as a result of leaving the house. Right. Exactly. So the people who are following you down, they, they, they both understand your fears. They understand, like where they come from and they understand your decision-making trees and then they incorporate all of that into this very specific psychological horror where you uh I, yeah i like that i really like this idea i guess the one thing i'm a little bit worried about did we just make haunted houses no because haunted houses aren't specifically designed for you That's true. yeah but that would also be cool yeah a specific you could also have a movie and or a haunted house made for you you designed a haunted house that is your constant surrounding. If, if your, it your doesn't go, you don't go to the haunted house, the haunted house goes to you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, but we get sued the, like, so sued. Waivers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waivers and an LLC. Yep. I think we need a name for, I don't know what it's the name of, the service maybe, but I like this idea. I think, like, it raised the hair on my arms you know, when I thought about it, so I think maybe we just call it Goosebumps. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking of a similar thing, like, yeah. uh, like it brings about, like, some hellish experiences, so, like, Hellraiser sounds good, too. <laughs> Since so many people are, you know, afraid of the dark, it's just, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> yeah. Hooray, we said three, now we get three, three, or, 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 three or maybe, separate letters of cease and desist. Maybe since they're telling you a tale, and it's a tale about something that's, you know, scary, and maybe it's related to death, we can call it Tales from the Crypt. From the crypt. That's the only other one that I know. That is pretty good. <laughs> I don't have any others. Good, we've just created our own self-nightmare where we're now going to get letters from all those companies about their proprietary... I mean, fair use. Yeah, that's true. This was all comedy. You all laughed. We're off the hook. <laughs> hey, there's a new tagline. You all laughed. We're off the. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> a judge, a judge can't sentence us if they can't get through the episode without laughing. Yeah, that would be a protection. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big loophole in American law where. <laughs> If the judge can't stop laughing long enough to sentence you, then you get off scot-free. Yeah. Do you guys want to just end the podcast here, or do you want to try and keep going? Because I don't have much more. I'll be. Well, wait. I think. <laughs> do we just want to fucking kill it right now? <laughs> it's, it's, it's done. It's, We're dead. It's, I'm just it's gonna... bleeding. It's begging for for mercy. <laughs> just gonna slide this steak knife into its jugular real quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was kind of visual. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, podcast. (laughs) We had a good run. This is awful. I hate everything. I don't like Um, this. This is what what products by association is for, is to pull us out of holes. That is true. All right, yeah, we can do a couple of those, sure.
when we're stuck in a hole, we can count on this segment. To bring us out. All right, welcome to Products by Association, where we generate random two-word phrases and then generate products based on those two-word couples. So your first one today is going to be Ice Craw. Um, how about a B-shirt? Okay. Not B, not B E E, a B E oh. shirt. Like two, like like two B or exist. not to be. Yes. yes. Ice craw or B shirt. Yes. I don't know actually. You can always pass. Um, no. The B shirt. <laughs> this is this is kind of a thing that I have thought about a few times. I went through a phase of buying a bunch of T-shirts, even though I I don't actually wear T-shirts that often, but. I went through a phase of buying a bunch of t-shirts that showed my interest on them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, like video game t-shirts, some comic book t-shirts. I, have, I got my Mulan t-shirt, uh, some band t-shirts, because, because I liked the idea of striking up conversation over it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if instead of buying a bunch of different shirts, there could be a shirt that is kind of constantly changing and Based showing on your interests. Yeah, yeah. I mean not it's 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 not that it yeah, it's constantly changing in like, you know, every hour showing different interests that you have, but as your interests oh. change it also will stay updated with those Okay. Interests. That sounds dangerous though. Like what is it pulling from? You can cure it. You can tell it what to say. You can put the you well, can, like like one one missed curation and like you might be out of a job. You got some stuff. Yeah. So That's don't true. wear it to an interview. And number 2. Yeah, it's it's like you you put it will give you suggestions. Like I've noticed that you've been listening to this band a lot. Do you want me to add it? You have to say yes. But other than that, you can put Oh, uh, you now, can put every. Does yeah. it send you an email or does it just say that out loud? Because <laughs> one is way better than the other one. You've been looking at a lot of Hatsune Miko pictures lately. <laughs> Maybe it, it does say it out loud to you, but it, it knows discretion. So, like, just you whispers. are in a job. Yeah, you're in a job interview. It's like, hey, John, John, John. <laughs> Just, just one second. I've noticed a, a change in your browser history recently. <laughs> now it really isn't the time, B-shirt. <laughs> but I really feel, given the rapidity and the frequency with which you've searched for anime babes, really not the time discuss. right now, B-shirt. <laughs> but did you mean to type sheet or feet? <laughs> Shh, B-shirt, I'm in the middle of a thing. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe gross. they're into okay. it too. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, yeah, it's, the same. maybe it's an unlikely scenario where your interests and their interests oh, happen do, to overlap. Do each other. B-shirts try to communicate with one another if they come in proximity? Oh, that'd be awesome. If they just to check they to see if they show their common interest. Yeah, that that'd be, be awesome. That could be cool. <laughs> this is like a phone app you pull up. It's like there are four fucking weirdos near you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're you're in the you're in the subway and you've got your headphones on. There's a there's a guy across from you. He's got his headphones on, and then your B-shirts change to show that you're both listening to the new Childish Gambino song or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Creed. Mm-hmm. That'd be really yeah. cool. Or Creed. <laughs> Which has the same level of 
uh, cultural impact as yeah. the new Childish Gambino <laughs> song. I would, I would agree. And also overlapping, completely overlapping demographics. Yes, perfect. One hundred percent overlap. Oh wait, sorry, no, I misread that. It's no zero degree of overlap <laughs> sorry, whatsoever. Sorry, I misread that that Venn diagram. All right, um, we're gonna move on. I think. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. I do like B shirt though. Okay. Either a fifth bird or transport quicksand. Wow. Quicksand. Well, like, I love fifth bird because, like, what? (laughs) 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 Because, like, it presupposes four four original birds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there there are two birds in the... I don't in, know, the in the hand. bush. Yeah, and two birds in the, in the hand. There's one in the bush, and then and one's getting the worm. Well, and also there has to uh, a cage. That's oh, there's yeah. a cage, and it's singing. And birds also doing the word. <laughs> birds doing the word. No, it is the. Oh, word. sorry, bird is the word. <laughs> <laughs> I said a bird, bird, bird. The birds doing the word. <laughs> I love when you give me clips that I can just like repeat and then slow down the audio on. <laughs> Doing the word. Oh, shit. All right. How about gust- gusty chickens or big bun? It sounds like, um, like I just smushed both of those products together. It's like a, it's like a sandwich, like from a Chick Fil A type place called Gusty, Gusty Chicken Chickens. Big Bun. Gusty Chicken's Big Bun, come yeah, get it. That's really good, Mark. <laughs> that is really good. Come so on, Gusty, back. Gusty Chicken. Gusty Chickens. We, <laughs> we're gonna put it in your face. <laughs> we got a tornado of chicken. We got yeah. a tornado of flavor. <laughs> gusty chickens, a tornado of flavor. Hi, I'm Gus, a gusty chicken. <laughs> you may have seen our advertisements in Sky Mall. <laughs> okay, what is actually a big bun? Big bun is our famous 100% all white meat chicken. Included the bun. We put it in a bun. It's a big bun. The bun is made out of chicken. (laughs) Here's the the thing: just two large roast chickens. The bun. It's a piece of fried chicken breast betwixt two roast chickens. (laughs) (laughs) So I was imagining that the big bun would just be the butt of a chicken. That's in there too. That's you got both of them. <laughs> Order three big buns now and get a new big bun butt chicken for free. <laughs> <laughs> now with new Gus's gravy. <laughs> Gusty's Gus's gravy. Gus's Gusty gravy. <laughs> Put Gus's Gusty gravy on your big bun, and you got a Gusty Gus's big bun chicken Gus Gusty. <laughs> You may have heard some salacious comments about us from Popeyes, but we're not legally allowed to talk about them. (laughs) But Mr. Popeye... (laughs) 
Mr. Popeye knows where to stick his big bun. <laughs> so, why don't you come down to Gusty's chicken? <laughs> we're going to treat you. <laughs> not right, not just, well, we're, just we're going to treat you. Yeah. We're, we're going to treat you, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Oh, God. Uh, Gusty's chicken. That was great. I love Gusty's Chicken. We now have a Gusty's Chicken <laughs> franchise. We do. That's our brand. It's yeah. out there enough to uh, Gusty's Chicken Tornado of Flavor. <laughs> Tornado of Flavor. Yeah, run by Gus Gustenstein. Yeah. Gus Gustenstein. That's <laughs> the no Gustenstein. One, no, he doesn't go by his last name at all. Uh, no, that's, he just that's goes a by no, Gus. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually not from America at all. No, he's not he's, he's not like Cajun. So... He's he's actually from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knows how he gets those chickens so big for that big bun. <laughs> that big bun. <laughs> Only nineteen ninety nine. Oh man. Gosh. Well, Are we gonna do better than that? I feel I like yeah, I guess this will be Gusty's Gus Oh shit. I forgot the Gusty original Chicken's from. Big Bun. Yeah, that's Gusty the, Chickens, I guess. It was Gus. I feel like that's the name of the podcast. Or not the of podcast. The podcast. <laughs> <Rebrand>. <laughs> we're going to have to do some rebranding if we're going to. Uh, I would not be opposed. That would be. Uh, that's I'm going to make a note right thing. now to do some graphic design work today. Yeah, I'm just going to. I'll just change. I'll change the WTBI into a GCBB. And everything else can stay exactly the same. Yeah. Except we'll all be in. Still a home run swing in the dark. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we can all be in like big chicken outfits, and there'll be some new person looming over us in the background that is Gus. (laughs) Kind of. Is that what Gus's? uh, Is that what Gus's commercials are? Like it's mostly lighthearted, but if you look carefully in the background, there's this like red-eyed, massive figure just looming over everything. Yeah, exactly. I I really like the idea of like they film a commercial <clears throat> and every yeah everything's normal but like in like in frame sort of is like like a pant leg like of an impossibly big person <laughs> <laughs> which is Gus <laughs> like we never see anything but like his trousered leg and you hear like really labored breathing in the yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah but it's super quiet so you have to like turn up the volume really high to catch it he's like yes yes <laughs> every time they say big bun it's just oh yeah. sell my buns sell them to the world get the chickens in circulation <laughs> Slowly but surely. You guys are so fucking weird. <laughs> Mama chickens come home to rest. Well, uh... I'm done. Goodbye. I just experienced pleasure fear. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Alright. You want to take us out, Mark? If I, if I can pick up the pieces of my psyche enough to do so, then yes, I, I after, will try. After being smashed by guests. <laughs> and when yeah. you're done picking up those pieces of your psyche, stop going down! <laughs> get, once you manage to get yourself back together, come get a big bun. Alright, our 82-piece bucket. <laughs> 
from a single chicken. How do we do it? You don't want to know. We'll never tell. <laughs> There's some giant mega chicken in the background. <laughs> That's the best part about going to Gus's restaurant is like occasionally if you get there at the right time, you can see Gus fight mega It's time to make the bucket. <laughs> Gus, Gus is lauded as like a, a hero, but like because the chickens like just wreak havoc on the environment. But like he's the one who introduced them in the first place. <laughs> it's an invasive species. It's unbelievable terror in size. WTBI has unleashed some horrors on the world. We have. But we at least we solve it. He can only bring them down with the sacred axe of Gus. Like the Dallas Metropolitan area is like a wasteland now. Like nobody lives there. Um, Six hundred miles to Gus land. (laughs) Did we mention that these chickens are nocturnal? Nocturnal, eternal, and <laughs> eternal, eternal blind sight. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this thing that we do. Um, uh, man, um, if you want to, I mean, we didn't do any today, but if you would like to suggest a product or if you have a problem that you need our brilliant minds to solve for you, uh, you can drop us a line. Probably the easiest ways to do it would be through Twitter. Uh, you can find us at the WTBI podcast, uh, or you can email us at um, the WTBI podcast at gmail.com. If you wouldn't mind sharing this with a friend, um, the major oh, right. way that we get more listeners is by people saying, put this in your ear, and then that person dies, but usually like <laughs> one out of six. Because they tried to shove their um, iPhone into your ear. <laughs> Yeah. Do not try and shove your iPhone into somebody else's ear, whether they be (laughs) friends or enemies. Um, There are just more effective ways of doing that. Um, We're also on Instagram, um, and you can find all of the episodes posted on Reddit if you want to get to them that way. Um, Oh, right. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, um, or Podbean. Or Podbean, uh, yes. Podcatcher. You, yeah, right. If, if you just tell somebody, just Google WTBI podcast, we are the first couple of results, which is That's awesome. That's amazing. I know. It's really neat. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, it's been fun. My name is Mark. My name's Jarrett. I'm John. I'm Kelsey. And yeah, we, this has been WTBI. What's the big idea? And Thanks we will see you all. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you all next time. Bye.
got. Yay. Good stuff. I, I'm we dying. really that Dude, was Mark, you nailed Gus's gusty chicken. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> gusty you chicken's really big butt. Fuck. Uh, Mega chicken, that was a very good contribution <laughs> to you, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all come down at 10 a.m., you can see Gus fight the mega chicken. <laughs> Gus. They multiplied an exponential rate. <laughs> it's time to make the buckets is the what? best tagline I've ever heard. Ah, oh, there could be a Gus video game, and that's yep, that's oh, the man. only thing he says. Yep. <laughs> it's time to make the bucket. What's the similar? Probably a really good video game, actually. It'd be like hilarious. Yep. And ridiculous, which are all like all the best video games are hilarious and ridiculous. Uh, y'all know that Gus and uh, <laughs> Gus fighting them chickens and Daniel Day Lewis has got something in common. <laughs> There will be blood. (laughs) (laughs) I feel asthmatic, and I'm not sure why. (laughs) Yeah, I feel a little short of breath, too. I was wondering if the the Mega Chickens had a Freeman name, kind of like the giant worms. Like, you have the Shy Halud, and then... Oh, I see. Probably some fantasy bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, likely. I mean, on the home planet. <laughs> on Gus's and the chicken's home planet. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, do they share a home planet? Yeah, of course, of yeah, course they do. They're it's in, in the don't know where trouble. Gus comes from. He doesn't come from Earth. <laughs> they went through a quicksand teleport thing, whatever. I can't pronounce it because it's in their native tongue, but chicken roughly, uh, the, the word translates to a uh, thunderbird. Thunderbird. (laughs) (laughs) On the sacrament, Gus takes one of his children up to the mountain of the chicken. None of them have ever succeeded, but the one that does is the new CEO of Gusty's Gusty's Chicken. You just invented so much lore, John. (laughs) (laughs) I think the person he chooses is the person who's like gained the most mass from eating big buns in the last mm-hmm. like in the okay. last few weeks you guys I cannot keep updating the wiki like I cannot <laughs> update it fast enough for this <laughs> uh, um, do you guys want to stop recording now sure yeah we can do that unless we've right, got more Gus lore Gusty his Gusty. full name is Gusty and he would Gusty. appreciate it if you refer to him as such Gusterson. Gusty Gusterson.